Do you know good. what? I'm going to start this again. I I just that was a horrible introduction, <laughs> and then I then I talked over fault. you. It's not at all. I'm just going to start again. <laughs> might might be worse second time round, but the second time round will be the will be <laughs> the final edit at the 26 yard line. Henry running lane. Henry turning on the speed. Derek Henry stiff arm. Henry another. Oh, he's done it again. Oh, Henry. This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. I'm Adam. I've got Greg with me. How are you doing, Greg? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm at, I'm at that stage now. I'm in, I'm in the, a part of the cycle that believes. We absolutely are. If I'm honest, that's probably why we're here having a chat. It's been a tough year, maybe. Maybe a tough couple of years being a Titans fan. But since Coach Brable was fired on the 9th of January and... We got together then, lamenting it. And I was chatting with Miles when Brian Callahan was fired. Fired? Hired. He's not been fired. Let's be clear. Brian <laughs> Callahan at the time of recording has not been fired. Um, but got together with Miles and Paul from Bengals UK, who, like, if you haven't listened to that half hour or so little podcast, you absolutely should, because he almost single handedly brought me into a position where. This guy's going to win us the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we we had that little chat, but it's been like there's been progress and the Titans being proactive and seeming like a winning franchise and all this sort of weird stuff. So, yeah, we just fancy having a chat about it, essentially. I don't think we've well, you haven't spoken on air since the Callahan hire. I think it's a fire again. I don't know. that That's how why that's just the way we're wired. We're. <laughs> It's just backwards rather than forwards, but not not anymore. It seems a long time since Brable was was shown the door, and the world expected him to be picked up by anybody. It strangely hasn't been. It kind of feels each day goes by. There's another little murmur about well, maybe things weren't as good as they seemed, but well, yeah, whatever whatever the reasoning, it just feels as though. Maybe it's all been the right thing. I don't want to talk too much about Vrabel, but I do. I do. I'm, a few times used to see during his tenure players who didn't work out. You think the likes of, I mean, Tier Tart is the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods is is one as well that was, I wouldn't say vocal, but you know, made the comment about being free and all this stuff. But the, the obvious the time, AJ AJ Brown, obviously. Yeah, has, has I mean AJ, AJ 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 felt like there was more to it than than Vrabel, though. I didn't. I, in fact, if anything, I don't think he left. Well, he that whole thing played out because necessarily of Vrabel. I might be probably, wrong. But... It's probably hard to read too much into what he says, given that he's. It seems like he's trying to get out of Philly. So that felt that felt like a, it felt business with Titans. It felt like, well, for whatever reason, he wanted to be in a bigger market. We're not going to go through that crap again. But nevertheless, yeah. with Mike Vrabel, there was always those little murmurs. There's always comments you'd see from from players, and you just used to think, oh, it's just ex players being bitter or ex players doing this and that and the other. But there's always a, a side of me that thought he's Marmite, and he must be Marmite to players. So yeah. it's one of those ones that with a head coach like Callahan, I don't I think he's a he's a player's guy. He's gonna have like he's, he reminds me a bit of of like McDaniel in Miami. Like everyone's gonna gonna rally around him. Everyone's gonna be like supporting what you know, he's he's gonna you know, he's gonna have to be firm, he's gonna have to be a head coach, and he, I think that's a different role to probably what he's done previously, but he strikes me as as a player's guy. I don't think Rabel ever really was. Rabel was all about, you know, his his idea of what it should like, was it Wesley Woodyard mentioned about 
you know, plugging and playing guys. And that that was Vrabel. Vrabel just thought he could bring anyone into a position and, and he get was bigger play. than any of the players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, him alienating all of those sort of guys who got us out of the mire that we were in for years. It, it all kind of felt like, you know, I, I believed it. Like, it wasn't the ramblings of a of a bitter player. It felt just like, a, I tell you what, I'm going to be honest now. And he was. And you know, I think it, I think it was. It was a little bit. I've kind of, I'm a bit torn with this. So I've heard, yeah, I heard the Wesley Woodyard interview on, um, I think it was Buck's show. No, it wasn't Buck. It was Kayla Will. Um, yeah, Kayla Will. Yeah, yeah. but like, I, it's not like I don't believe him. But I think you're right about the Marmite thing. I think cer- certain players liked him, certain players didn't. And that's that's very clear when you hear Wesley Wood. That's very clear when you hear Taylor Luan and Will Compton. They, they, oh, absolutely, they yeah. Think yeah, yeah. Incredibly highly of him. And I don't think, like, unless there are some unbelievable skeletons that are going to come out and become public, I'm going to, like, whatever happens, I'm going to look back on the last six years with a lot of fondness. You know, this guy, maybe Mike Bilaki started pulling pulling us out of the mud but he continued that and took us yeah I don't think we like we said this before we didn't realize how close we were to winning it all in 2019 and maybe a couple of years later we should have done we've had yeah good good but not great rosters that have been have played great and Mike Brable whatever else ever happens can always take credit for that I think it was also the the organisation for under Robinson and then also under Vrabel was we always used to hear about like the Patriots way and the Titans were you know trying to do things in the Patriots way but I think people just don't realise that the Patriots way was essentially Tom Brady and and <laughs> no one is and no one's really it helps no when you've got like, him yeah it, well yeah, precisely it's kind of a stage where it's like you look as soon as he walked out of that door you know it wasn't a case you can just plug in another quarterback and they'd have success. It was all about Tom Brady. So with the Titans, they didn't have a, a Tom Brady. When when, it, when he first came in, it was Marcus Mariota and then it was Ryan Tannehill. So it was almost a case of, I just don't think that way actually actually works. So, but for me, yeah, look, I'm, I, I agree with you. Like I think the last six years, there was a lot of really, really good moments. Um, but I think I said this when we reacted to him going, like year and a half, any other they, head they... coach in it. Those good moments were becoming fewer and further between. Now, part of that, as we know, is that the roster now, or the roster of 2023, is nowhere near what it was two years, four years before. No, sure. And we, yeah, you've got to be realistic about that. But Which is why I think the firing initially surprised us. But, yeah, we probably shouldn't just dwell on that. Obviously, what's what's happened since? And the way the, the coaching hires have all shaken out in the NFL... Shows actually, maybe maybe the Titans' job was the most desirable of of them all. Maybe uh, Amy has Amy has actually played an absolute blinder, and she's, she's the Titans. And... The Titans' job is is the most appealing. I mean, it's not the biggest market. We all know that. But when you think about, you've got some good young talent on the roster. Not loads of it, obviously. It's not a team that's ready made to go and win the Super Bowl next year, even though I'm sure we will. Um, <laughs> so just, a cu- just a couple of tweaks that Rand's got to do in the offseason. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. be there. It's fine. Yeah, just just probably 25 tweaks, but that's fine. You can sort that out. Yeah, just my. Um, just... Yeah, but you've got uh, you've got obviously the cap space that we've got. You've got um, you know a quarterback who you know has just come off the back of a, a pretty good rookie year. I mean, sure, you know, it wasn't absolute breakout CJ Stroud level. Um, but it was certainly with the, what he had around him was, was pretty, pretty good. So there's enough there to be excited about it. But what I liked most about when they announced it, and I think it was during his interview was, was that clearly they locked him in a room until he signed that contract because you know, they knew that he was the guy that was going to take them forward. And, um, and for me, that was literally exactly, locked exactly what you wanted. Well, I'm talking about literally like, for legal like the... reasons, but well, I mean, if 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 it works, you got you've got to do it. Don't you know? We say don't don't let him out the building. Like literally, don't let him out the building until he signs. Well, because I, I actually think the cycle this year, like you look, Ben Johnson staying with the Lions. I mean, he was only going to go wherever he really wanted Blobby, to go. Bob, and clearly, Bob, Bob, Bobby Bob Bobby Slowick. 
<laughs> Same thing. But I think the cycle this year, I don't think it was strong. I don't think there was as much head coach talent out there. So you are very much, and that's why I think you know, Washington went with Dan Quinn. He was just like, yeah, you know what? Dan's been there and he's done it before. We'll just go and get this guy. But, I, you know, it wasn't that it's not the most exciting... That is the most Washington Commanders hire you could imagine, <laughs> isn't it? Like, like... It really was. <laughs> when as soon as I saw it, I just went, yeah, they're made for each other. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to Dan Quinn. I think as a defensive coordinator, what he's done with Dallas is pretty incredible. But it helps when you've got Michael Parsons, I guess. But um, I just I just think it's just exciting. And I think what he's doing now with the coaches he's bringing in, I'm delighted he's brought his, his dad in the first, was it first ever... NFL head coach to to hire his father, which is a some sort of facts that we'll be able to throw out there in twenty years from now in a quiz. But there's <laughs> there's definitely like and and the guys he's brought in around him as well. I think there's there's optimism there. There's guys. There's no one he's gone and got that I thought. Yeah, I'm not sure I buy that. I'm not sure I'm happy with that. He he knows where the problem is in. He's the what he's done on the defensive coordinator side, bringing in the guy from Baltimore was was a direct for me a decision that he's made because he knows that's a weak part of our defence um, and that needs to be addressed. And that's what you want to see is I think he's done his homework. He knows what this team has right now. And we don't know what we're going to have come the draft and come the end of free agency, but he knows where, you know, where the opportunities are. And it'd be interesting to see what happens with we've, everyone's written off Caleb Farley, probably quite rightly so. Whether you'll ever, I mean, ever nothing's nothing's off the table now with the roster, is it? But that's like, it. it you've, now, is... you've now got a, you've now got a guy on the defensive side of the ball that actually could do amazing things with him. And if he can stay healthy, who knows? He might actually become sure. He's not going to probably pay for his first round pick we gave up for him, but he might become a part of of this defense again. We we have also. I mean, you could say similar things about the O line. Like we have some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. We have some guys on the roster in the, in those positions that. We are probably in agreement should be nowhere near a, a Titans roster, let alone a, any NFL roster. I say that because ours is somehow ahead of the pack. Um, but there are potentially two or three guys that we've sort of written off in our heads that with a bit of good coaching. Because we've we have debated as whether players have been regressing at at that position for the Titans due to coaching, due to the well, any of it potentially. Um, I don't, I, I don't know about Aaron Brewer necessarily, but probably p- players like Petit Frere that we've looked mm-hmm. at and think, well, oh, there's maybe, maybe we're not that convinced, but could be, could be okay. Players like that could, could come on leaps and bounds potentially. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a blank sheet of paper. They, it's legitimately exciting. Like the energy Brian Callahan brought to that first press conference. And I, I like, I've watched it. I. I know you have, and the same that interview with Mike Keith, and um, all the stuff the team have put out, you know, the, like the the stuff with, and it's always not like it's it's nice to see. I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened with another head coach, but you see him and his family get out of the car, and they have a little bit little bit of back and forth with with Ran, and Ran, you know, um, leaves um, Callahan's little daughter hanging with the high five and just just messing about, <laughs> and it's just it's it's all it's obviously like great content and it and it just it just felt really genuine and brian callahan just looked i've got to call him callie because paul so paul has paul has confirmed that that he doesn't go by doesn't go by brian and there's only one brian early obviously um so yeah he's callie uh, but he yeah he just looked thrilled to be there and that spoke volumes and yeah obviously the interviews went great the the quote from Ran, which was interesting, that obviously it hasn't it's been picked up on, but I just think this is maybe even bigger than it was made out, was you know, said we're gonna be we're not gonna just be hunting at the same time, we're gonna be hunting together. And mm. there's a lot when you you look in you look into that quote, he's saying a hell of a lot there. And oh, there's, there's there's definitely shade there, like with absolutely you is. There, there's, that's that's a that's a little jab in in Mike Vrabel's direction. And some of the some of the blame be maybe at Rand's door himself, but even even if it is, he would that that says we're moving on from this. We're going to be doing things in a different way. We're going to be doing things in a united way. And yeah. he's got he's got himself promoted. Um, so yeah, more, I was going to say the str- power. So, 
those structural changes I think are a massive part of and that's actually something I'm quite excited about because I always felt like under variable there was there was always like a bit a bit of like undermining that would that would go on right you think you think of like variable wanted more control on the roster than he he clearly had to the extent where I'm, you know I'm sure it then influenced decisions that might have been made you know with regards to the roster I think now it is as clear as it can possibly be and that is so important especially for a, a new head coach who's never been a head coach before but yeah I think that quote was 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 pretty damning but also I think they've they kind of dragged up some of the opening interview quotes which to be honest with you in retrospect you can look back on now and think a lot of that made a lot of that made sense with Rabel's comments around it was almost the opposite of that it was almost the opposite of that hunting together it was always it kind of felt like you know he wanted to be the the head honcho and that's then kind of comes in with what you kind of heard from from Wesley Woodyard and other stories and whatnot so but it's exciting it's exciting You've got you've got to take some things with a pinch of salt, I guess, because we a year ago a year ago you're looking at obviously a lot of the 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 noises coming when Ram was hired, and there there are probably some quotes that throw John Robinson under the bus in the same way, because like even if you're not doing it intentionally or you, well, I think that that quote from Ram about hunting does is intentional, but um, even even if it's just uh, like a you're catching strays. You've got to say, you've got to make noises. Uh, no one's ever going to make noises along the lines of, yeah, this isn't as good as what we had before, uh, but we're going to try to make the best of it. You're not going to, you're, you're <laughs> going to say, right, this is this is how we're doing things from now on. Um, no, of course. And obviously that noise is going to come, but it, it just seemed really, really convincing this time. Like, also, it's like you used to see, you see a lot of crap on Twitter of people being like, ran and variable hate each other and all this hilarious stuff you used to see throughout the season. The thing is, it's, ne- it's never that deep, right? It's it's ultimately, I, I see this, the way this fell down isn't too different with what happened with Malarkey. Apart from Malarkey was a, a specific example of, you know, fire a biscuit or, or, or we'll move on. Um, with Rabel, I think it would have been a similar conversation of, look, if you want to be the head coach of this team, we're happy for you to be the head coach of this team, but this is your, this will be your role. This is the structure. And it was probably a case of Rabel fighting back on it and saying no you wanted more control or you wanted whatever he wanted and it was just a you know an opportunity to, you know to then mutually agree that this wasn't the right direction i genuinely do think if if mike rabel had danced amy's tune for want of a better phrase then i think he probably still would have been there because i think she and and that organization had a lot of time for him otherwise they probably would have looked at firing him well before now because his performance, not his performance, but the team's performance in the last 18 months since, ironically, since John Robinson walked away, and there's no there's no correspondence <laughs> with that, but we all know that at the no, end of we, the day... We all know what we yeah, We all know that. In the last 18 months, you can't lose the games that the Titans have lost and expect to be the job. And that's what annoyed me about the media's reaction. It was almost like everyone was lamenting Vrabel being fired until Cali's come in, and now it's... Actually, you know what? Probably was the right. Decision. I think he, he had he had a long leash, and the around the NFL always say about the hot butt of coaches, and like he had a a cold yeah. butt in twenty twenty two. We were flying mid season with with <clears> Tannehill <throat> struggling with injuries, still manufacturing wins, and seeming looking looking like peak Brable. And then then we just had that seven game slide, and mm. suddenly nothing worked. Losing became a habit, and. But you, no one was really calling for his head because, because partly because of the injuries that we'd, we'd suffered, but also everything he'd achieved in his time. And you, he did have that, rightly, had that long leash. Um, no, nor, uh, nor did we, though. There wasn't that many, no, like, no. certainly not, not us. I mean, I'm sure there was some time on Twitter, but like, we, we weren't sitting there you know, after we were losing games, either in that 22 season or, or this year. I know we all thought, knew it was you know, more roster related, but I think the most the thing I'm most excited about with the future going forward with Cali is I just think there's going to be a much more united um, roster, a much more united dressing room, and I think it's I think everyone's going to be looking to move in 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 the same direction. Whereas I always felt like with Rabel, it was this is this you have to buy into into Vrabel and someone like Taylor Lewan and the guys who loved him would have bought into everything and believed everything he said and, and bought into the way that he worked. But I feel like with Cali, he'll, he'll, 
he'll understand that different players have got different quirks and different ways of working. And, and I think he'll just look to get the best out of those players, regardless of who they are. And you, that's why it's going to be interesting to see who do we go after in free agency. I can see us going for, you know, maybe guys we would never normally be even contemplating going for who might have a bit of a checkered past with certain things, but they've got the talent because I think he can probably end up getting the best out of them. I genuinely do think that. So it will be interesting to see what direction this roster heads in, not only from a draft perspective, the draft now, I think also for for a long, long time, we've been saying, it's got to be O-line, it's got to be O-line, it's got to be O-line. Now we've brought Cali in. I wouldn't be shocked if if the right if there's a player on that on the board and we're when we're up and we're on the clock. We we'll trade up and get player, Marvin Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't I like a lot of a lot of people talking about neighbors, uh, Malik Neighbors as, as an example, right? If he's there at seven, if they think he could be, you know, as good as the likes of Jefferson or you know whatever, like if they think he's at that level, they, the Bengals did it with Chase. Bengals went out and went, our own line's dreadful. But you know what? Jamar Chase is the guy that's going to turn this offense. And they got to a Super Bowl doing it. And we've talked about this before. I'm still of the belief that we need to fix that O-line and, and going and getting someone like a Joel will, will 100% set this O-line up for the next 10 years. But I, I feel I more open. I wouldn't be surprised. I just would not be surprised if we went down another, another route now. Yeah, and I, I feel like it, it's... you've reset all the trust parameters now so like they can go and get neighbors or whoever it is it, or it might be it might be someone on defense who on earth knows really uh, <laughs> it could it absolutely you might titan's twitter on draft day no matter who they picked up if it was defensive line it would go ballistic yeah but you what I've, what i mean I, yeah i don't think that's what we'll do but if we do i'm open to trusting whatever new plan there is because it's everything that's gone like even last year with the new GM it still felt like there's some dead wood and we've got to like yeah mm-hmm. okay Ran Ran had a new plan obviously he did but it just felt that you're dealing with stuff that you've still got Coach Vrabel there you've still got Henry Tannehill um, I mean I'd love to I'd love for Henry to come back. By the way, that's that might that might be another oh, conversation. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. It, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that. I'm not like, ready, when, no, that news, no. when that news breaks, I'm, I'm I'm not ready for it. And I mean, they, as the noises Henry made when Brabel was fired suggests, he would be on his way, not maybe to follow him or go to somewhere else. And um, but Callie just put a little little comment yeah. out there, didn't he? They're saying, "Yeah, we 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 might be open to it." So who 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 knows? But yeah, it just feel it feels like I'm ready to like if the regime hadn't changed and we'd gone and drafted a wide receiver or something a position I didn't want, I might be getting angry. But now I just feel like yeah, I it's going to be a different type of offense. It's going to be the the playbook potentially torn up. We're starting again and whole new ideas. You could, yeah, as as you say, new coordinators, which will come to new coaching staff. Yeah, everything everything can be new and fresh. So, like, if you don't believe in these guys, what's the point? And um, go and support someone else, and <laughs> because you've got you've got to trust that they can they can do a job, or at least follow their own plan, or follow their own instincts. If it doesn't work three years from now, it doesn't work. But what you can't go in there thinking. Yeah, this isn't going to, like, or not believing in it because. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm excited to see what the direction looks like. I mean, obviously, he's an offensive minded guy. He's, he's he's talked about openly about, you know, that in the modern day NFL, you know, you've got to pass the ball effectively. But he hasn't, he, he also knows that, you know, running the ball opens up the opportunities to, to do that. And, and he's talked about that openly. So I, I see. Yeah, you know, I definitely see in free agency, in draft, and the way this team gets structured, there is definitely going to be a change. You're not going to be looking at wide receivers that can block. You know, you know, you're not <laughs> going to be looking at those guys anymore. And that's 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 all you ever said. Like everyone talks about, and you know, I got a lot of time for Nick Westbrookina, but he was very much that kind of of that elk of he could do more than you know catch the odd occasional pass. Um, 
and I'm not saying you know I wouldn't take him back for the right deal as a as a depth as a depth. I mean player, that that but... is that could be the off season dominating storyline is whether Westbrook Akina comes back. Uh, yeah, it's what we I, I mean, I, know, I, I right? don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to lose him. You know, the the idea no. that he could go to the Ravens or something, I couldn't I couldn't deal with that. It'd be sickening, wouldn't it? But the it's definitely a case for me where I just I just excited to see what direction and free agency. As soon as that as soon as all of that opens up, that will tell us a lot of of the direction that this this team is heading in. But also, I kind of don't want to get too high and I joke about you know oh, I'm going to win the Super Bowl, but. This for me is still a two to three year rebuild. I don't think that this is going to all change overnight and over one off season. You're going to be able to go and build. Like, there's every chance we could go and be competitive. I'm not saying we're going to go and rebuild this this off season and then go into next year still lose 12, 13 games. I, th- I think you know we could be competitive and we could be in with with a shout of of making the playoffs. But I'm not expecting us to go and rebuild this off season, and then all of a sudden we're ready to go with Super Bowl contenders. I still think there's a lot, a lot to fix. Um, but that, that massively depends I on. I can't tell. I can't tell whether, as a dynasty, we're going to get ten or twelve Super Bowls in the next couple of decades. It's it's hard to know. Well, if Patrick can hack it in for a year or two, we might have a chance. But you're you're right. That yeah. But I think. Even if it is, and it, you're right. In, re, in reality, look at the roster that hasn't changed on the face. Like it hasn't. I mean, it will in the coming weeks and months. But it, yeah, there's much work to be done. We know that. Yeah. But we have, we've got things, we've got things to work with as a defense. If you, if you look at the talent, there's a lot of it. Maybe it's been the story of the last couple of years. The the linebacker position needs looking at. We've Definitely. got pass rushers. Obviously, with Big Jeff, you're set. You're set there, and you build you build around that. Harold Landry's got some juice left in him, from the looks of what we've we've seen last year. He's certainly not too old. We've got a potential potentially some defensive backs that we think. But going back to kind of what you're saying about Caleb Farley, but it might seem a pipe dream. But things things like these players coming good aren't off the table. Like we've looked at, you know, we've, we've drafted Fulton and um, I've, uh, I've gone blank on a name. Thank you. McCreary. McCreary. <laughs> and yeah, K- Kayla Farley initially sort of injuries with him. Um, there's some DB talent coming out of college that we have drafted. They're, they're, they're still young guys. There's potential. You know, we've brought, as, as you said, new defensive coordinator, Denard Wilson has that's his area yeah. of expertise. And yeah, he was we've gone and got him ahead of yeah, you know, he's come to us instead of some other teams. Teams wanted him um, mm. for for every, everything he's done, everything he's done in Baltimore and you know, the, the rest of his career. I think he was at the Jets before that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing's impossible. Yeah, I was kind of expecting him to go to go probably to Seattle or somewhere, go and work with McDonald again. But it's for me, I think the fact he's chosen here, you know, he obviously sees look, we have we have got a young a young secondary. Most of the guys are no more than probably three years into their into their careers. Like we've been well, I've been incredibly uh, scathing of, of Christian Fulton. But if he can if he can get back to the way he was playing in that first year, in his rookie year. If he can get back to that level, then I'm not against giving him a contract. But the thing is, he needs almost like a, a one-year prove-it deal. Um, yeah, and, and he's, he's probably whether, not alone. Whether he'll go and whether he'll go and get a, a deal elsewhere to you know, because look, let's face it. Maybe let's be realistic. We, let's be realistic. Some will, some will go elsewhere. But there'll be there'll be names that, like as as you said, there'll be names that you we'd never have considered before. That will sign this off season. On the flip side, there'll be names that we're assuming that are done, or out the door slash won't, yeah, won't work out. That might might work out and stick around. There'll be a few and far between, though, right? I mean, if you if you look at those guys, like if you look to the roster now, there are guys on that list you would turn around and say, yeah, it's been a disaster, right? Cut, cut your losses. Traylon Burks as a perfect example, 
Uh, you would probably now. Yeah, but being, got being a, a, a what I mean is being a disaster doesn't mean necessarily that the new coaching staff can't come in and go. Yeah, no, you, no, no. But you're talented. Oh, but... You've been, you've been. They've not used you as they might have done. You've not been coached well. I'm not. I'm not saying every every person that's gone before was a bad coach, and now we've just got brilliant coaches. But there's hopefully we've improved in that area. I, I just um, think you'll you'll get there might be a list of let's just say eight players, but I think you're probably looking at two of them potentially doing that. You're not going to have all eight of them doing that. So it's there is still going to be gaps that you need to fill. It, those two might be Caleb Farley and Traylon Burks, for all we know, but it, you know it could also be the guys on the O line, like we mentioned, like your T. Fred, yeah, who kind of yeah. you know he's just been unlucky with injury. I think I generally I don't actually think he's that bad of a player. Um, I think he with the right coaching, and I think having. That's a good example, yeah. maybe. Uh, there's, lo- there's loads on that list, but you can't expect they're not all going to now all of a sudden become peak <laughs> elite players overnight because we've got these new guys coming in. But there will, there, I have no doubt, there'll be a, there'll be a couple of them that will go on and 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 give themselves a chance to get actually on this roster because there is way too many of those players in this in this team right now. Which, and and I'd love to see that. I'd love to see like certainly someone like Caleb Farley who. I think he's been he's been incredibly unlucky with injury. There's no doubt. I don't think it was the right choice to draft, and we knew he had a hindri- an injury background. But I would I'd love to just see him all of a sudden this off season going absolutely ball out, and then this season come in all of a sudden become even just half of what we wanted him to be would would be be a massive win because as a when you spend a, your first round pick on a player, you know. It can not set you back years, but you know everyone's going to look at that pick for the years and years and years, especially if things aren't going well. So I'd love to, I'd love to go and see someone. If if Wilson goes and works with him and actually says, you know what, if you can stay healthy, you could actually go and be a good, good talent in this league. I'd love to see that. Absolutely love to see that. But guys like McCreary, I still, I think he is good. I think he's he's someone who will hopefully just elevate him, um, and you know. There's yeah, we, others, certainly, well, we certainly like, haven't given up on McCreary. That's uh, these not he's, no, he's no, 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 not at all. Yeah, not it's at all. more just a case of that, how we can elevate him now into into elite level cornerback. I mean, the the, the other coaching hires uh, on offense, Nick Colts has come in mm-hmm. from the Jags. Again, it feels like a progressive hire, although his hair is definitely regressive. Um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we can all we can all relate, uh, but. Yeah, it, it's again a youngish, youngish guy, uh, despite the hairline, and yeah, full of optimism again. It feels like yes, against somebody that felt like in demand. Um, there's not not any of these coaching hires that I'll, I've rolled my eyes at, which is almost what you fear. Yeah, I thought that the, the wide receiver coach, I want to say Tolbert. I'm now doubting myself. Um, Tyke Tolbert, yeah. Me. That's the one he's worked with. Um, you know the likes of DJ Moore. I think he got a lot out of DJ Moore in 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 Chicago. Um, he's definitely, I think, the sort of guy at that position. Like we know, this position is going to be so important for us going forward with the way this offense looks like it's going to be going to be working. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's a there's a lot of excitement there. I, mean, I don't like bringing anyone in from the Jags, but. You know what? I'll give them a benefit of the doubt for that one. Um, hopefully, you can... well, also it hopefully makes them worse at the same time. So, well, I mean, unless it turns out to be a work. dreadful hire, then it's 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 win win, surely. Yeah, if he's the next Todd Downing, then we'll be uh, yeah. But no, it'll be it'll be fine. I think I, I, look, I think it's it's less pressure it's with, all, that, though, with an offensive head coach though. Like it, it feels the defensive coordinators now yeah. the more important hire. Uh, which is, yeah. which is I think I think Cali Cali's going to be calling plays as well, right? So, yeah, I think I might be wrong. Yeah, he was he was, sure he was crystal clear about that. He he was asked a yeah. question, said yes, he is going to be calling plays, which he didn't do in Cincinnati. No. Um, but again, if you so listen be to our previous, if you listen to our previous pod with Paul, he kind of allayed fears relating to that, um, uh, and actually, he the way he's developed as a coach, I'm absolutely fine with. Um, and and I'm I'm quite happy to a certain extent 
because you know it's going to be his his offense. But this guy, I'm hoping, can come in and, and because he's a passing game coordinator, you you know naturally you would expect that to be you know in the direction the offense wants to be moving based on what Cali wants too. So I think you know running the ball is obviously important, like I said earlier, but. It's, it's going to be a whole new offense. I, I think we're just what we're going to see is nothing like what we've seen for for years. And I'm talking even you know prior to Vrabel. Like we were still still if, love running the ball back then as well. <laughs> if no, I don't. I, I'm not ready for it, as you said earlier. If Derek Henry didn't come back, and obviously we we still <laughs> we'd still love it. But if he doesn't, we've got Tajay Spears probably as the lead back going into next year it seems unlikely and we might get a vet for a bit of size maybe draft somebody but he's probably going to be the the number one and he's a very very different type of back and he would suit a more pass heavy offense he's more useful in the passing game than Derek Henry ever was um, I think so that's harsh on Henry I thought in his late in his later years I think he's couldn't trap a bag as he meant before that but that that beauty snagged against Miami um, over over his shoulder, but but you know what you know what I'm saying. It's uh, like he he will be he's more of a a passing game back the the what we've seen so far. Obviously, we've yeah, used he's, definitely, he's definitely he's definitely more traditional. I, I I the one thing I disagree with more than anything, and and is this idea of you know Derek Henry. Isn't gonna you know, isn't gonna come back because the way the offense is gonna be. I think Derrick Henry can work in any offense. No, I didn't. I, I didn't. That. That's not what I meant. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's. I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I just, it's just what I've heard elsewhere, and I think it's for me. Well, I think ob- that obviously anything... a player that incredible, any team's gonna want him all the time. And we we've seen. I've been surprised. I banged the drum his whole career about how durable he is and always has been but he's even surprised me with how long he's gone and how just how good he still is and i don't think he's we've talked a lot about uh you know he's not as quick as he used to be but you watch the last the last game of the season against the jags there were a few runs in that game behind a yeah, that, that one where there. that that long run in that game i think it was was that the seventh fastest player of Recorded yeah. in the NFL this, the season or something, just, so he's not lost. I don't think he's. I don't think he's, he has lost a step. I think there's there's certainly the problem. The problem we, that Henry had, has had, I think, in the last couple of years is he just gets hit behind the line in the scrimmage way too much. So he's not even getting a you know a half a yard to to go and find the gap because you know the O line can't can't protect from from guys I getting think past. He's, him. He so changed his running style a bit accordingly, which maybe like that yeah, that one against the Jags where. He he took it like seventy odd yards. Thought he might go get into the end zone, but he sort of made a decision not to accelerate away from the DB and to sort of stiff arm him, which actually meant he didn't mm. score. But I think he actually probably did maybe have enough in the legs that he could have accelerated away. So that was potentially a decision love... thing rather than a physical thing. I would love to see him in what looks like this new offense is going to be though. Not not just because I think he I think it will open him up. Like he's had years and years of stacked boxes because it's predictable. All right, Derek's in. We're probably going to run the ball, and that's why our play action game used to work so well. But I would love to see him in a, in a completely different type of offense to see how effectively he could run the ball when he hasn't got stacked boxes constantly because you can't stack it as much when you throw in the ball more often. Mm. So I think I'd love, I would honestly love to see it. I still think he can offer a hell of a lot. It's got to be a team friendly deal. I do get that. I know he is the person who probably bangs the drum more than anyone else about getting running backs, getting paid. But (sighs) the biggest problem with him is he wants to. He does bang that drum, but I think he's like the sort of guy he is. He's but he's been banging that drum for his peers because he did get paid. No, no, agreed. No, no, agreed. So, I, I think, think he'd get. He's, he's. It would. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. Just not because. Because I don't think he's that selfish. Because he, he did get paid himself. His a lot of his Agree. campaigning, if you like, is 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 for his colleagues, at other teams. That... No, no. Oh, yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I mean, that's that's. But what I mean more than anything is. I don't know what this team would offer him if they were to offer him anything. I can't imagine the deal being particularly appealing and I can imagine there being a better deal out there for him. I think I can imagine him going. If he stays, it would be for football reasons. 
Yeah, right? and he wants to win a Super Bowl. So he and he's made that abundantly clear as he wants to get a ring. That's that's all all he cares about. He would love that to be with the Titans, I'm sure. But the realistic, like we all know, as we were discussing a minute ago, the likelihood of us being a Super Bowl team this year is unlikely. And how many more years is Derek Henry going to have? Like he's just he's just gone gone past thirty. Like he doesn't. Like we all know of running backs, it can happen sometimes even overnight. You know, you you don't become as effective, and then all of a sudden you're out of the league. I, I think he is a lot more durable that he's got time on his side. I do think that genuinely, but you just you just never know. And I would love to I would love to see him in this offense starting this year because I think also I don't think we should be putting the pressure on Spears to be that number one guy. I want Spears to be you know getting his fair share of carries like he was this year, giving his fair fair share to a certain extent. I think I don't think he's going to be. Okay, let, the scenario where Henry leaves, which let's face it, is the scenario we're expecting, right? So Spears stays. I don't. I can't see. I mean, I would be surprised if there's another guy that comes in that ends up being no, ahead no, of no, Spears. no. I'm, I'm talking. I'm only talking if Henry stays. Like, I don't. I don't okay, think. Right, think yeah, so yeah. I think if 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 Henry if Henry goes, Spears will be the number one guy naturally. What I'm saying is, I think it's a benefit. that If Derek Henry was to stay another year, I think it would benefit Spears in the long run because. He's been durable so far, but on a on a snap count almost. If he becomes that number right, one yeah. guy and and increases his snap count considerably, how durable is he going to be? I mean, he's already got no ACLs. I mean, I don't even know how he's walking, let alone running. Um, so it's it'll be really interesting to see. But I I, I strongly I I'll be amazed if he does stay because I think there will be a better offer for him elsewhere, whether that's financially or a team that is a contender or deemed to be a contender and you there's a lot of talk about what has been historically about the ravens and eagles and whoever else but yeah i couldn't see him in a ravens jersey that would make me feel physically sick it's it's funny though it it does this is maybe a wider point um and it's the same conversation we have every time they release like the london games or the the international series and you look at the matchups and everyone goes Oh no, that's a bit rubbish. They're not a good team. They're not a good team. How often do you see like look at the Eagles this year? A lot of a lot of te- people's tip to make another Super Bowl or even win it, and they they've had an absolute disaster in the end. You don't really know. Like and that, like you might have an idea. Like he, he's probably not. He's probably not off to the the Cardinals um, per, yeah. to try and get a ring. But like, but you don't. You see, you see players make that kind of choice and get it wrong all the time. It's one. It's so, one of like realistically, when I say a Super Bowl contender, like if you had to guess who that was going to be next year, you could probably guess one of. It's probably one of probably twelve teams though. Like, but yeah, you, just there it are... just uh, yeah. When you say, the, but no, the I, I know, I know what you mean. Could... I use those two as an example because I think they're the two that have been spoken about in some senses or another. It could be someone completely different. Um, I mean, whoever it's going to be, I'm going to hate them. So it's <laughs> just, I just don't see. I hope it's NFC. Uh, if it's an AFC team, I'll be. Uh, yeah, like if it was the Lions or someone like that, I could like maybe deal with it. But yeah, if he goes to the Ravens or like, yeah, what would be worse, be like, like the Texans or like, oh. Yeah, the only NFC team I'd be a bit like, ugh, is, is Dallas just because it's Dallas. But everyone else I'm a bit like yeah whatever go there go for it he'd be oh the Dallas wouldn't they wouldn't love him right would they they wouldn't look after they wouldn't no but you'd also where if he went to that sort of team you can just imagine it's like when AJ joined the Eagles right no one no one talked about AJ Brown when he was with the Titans then all of a sudden he goes to the Eagles you literally could not stop hearing about him um it would be the same thing with Henry but at least Henry's not AJ Brown level of douchebag so no, that is absolutely true. And that would have Bill Eddie George vibes if you went there, though. Yeah, it really, it really would, wouldn't it? Yeah. But but it's funny how that gets... It doesn't get forgotten completely. But like yeah, Steve McNair going to the Ravens, it wasn't like, his fault necessarily. Yeah, there was thing, other things at play there. But you you look back and you don't... Like it, it sort oh, yeah. of fades, and it's like soon, he's, he's, still, it. he's always a titan in your eyes. And it's the same, that, yeah, that it's the same as DJ when he went to was it Arizona, and it was. I, th- I think with Henry, it'd be the same thing. Wherever he ended up, 
I mean, I kind of, I, I do hope he does get a ring. I think if there's any player in in the last 10 years or so that deserves to go and get a Super Bowl ring, it probably is Derrick Henry for what he's done in this league and what he's done for the Titans and the level that he's played at. I think he deserves it, but I just hope it's with a team that I'm not bothered about rather than someone who I absolutely despise because it means they're winning a Super Bowl as well. Yeah, go and do it in the NFC. I'd be, yeah. Anyone in the NFC, oh, yeah. There aren't too many AFC teams that would be pal- palatable, let's face it. <laughs> That's the problem. I was trying to think we, of one. We just hate couldn't. everything, yeah. <laughs> um, any other any other Titans-related business? You think we've waffled on for mm-hmm. 45 minutes, it's been good. But, um, obviously, we'll have a little bit of non-Titans-related business before we go. So, yeah, what, what's been eating you in the... Three or four weeks since we spoke. I'm getting to that age where I'm just getting constant back pain. <laughs> just sit, sit there, sit there, thinking oh, I'm at work, and then I stand up, and I'm like coming up in in phases before I can actually stand up straight. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's. I'm hoping it's just like a short term thing. Eventually, sorts itself. But if this is long term. I don't know how you deal with it. I don't know how you deal with it, old Adam. How do you do it? Backs. Back pain's never, yeah. I've been, I've what, ten years older than you or something. Uh, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, back pain's never been something. I occasionally, I I'll, I'll tweak my back or something, but never been something that's particularly bothered me. You're taller. You're too tall. That's part of your trouble. Um, you need one of those like ergonomic. Is that the right word? One of those special chairs in your office that are really expensive. That. But if you go, I've got back pain, then the company have to look after you. But if you work okay. at home, you probably need one at home. I don't know, like yeah, lumbar bit... support. Is that? I don't really know enough about. Yeah, not. I thought, I thought that was just nonsense. They put on eight chairs nowadays. No, it's really weird. I've just noticed it. Like in recent days, or oh, recent weeks, even just I'm like, just yeah, getting to that stage where I'm like, Jesus, is this what it's getting old like? It's painful. But um, I'm hoping it's just a short term thing, and I'll be back to my sprightly positive self again but right now that's all sorry, I sorry sorry sprightly time. positive self yeah I'm, I'm only i'm only grumpy on here i'm actually i'm actually a really positive person in real life this sprightly. is my alter ego that I'm here. <laughs> so yeah i'm looking forward to being able to stand up in one go rather than bit by bit and grunt by grunt describe greg kett in two words sprightly and positive yeah <laughs> I, I mean i'm a not I just said we're going to win the Super Bowl. What are you on about? Come on. That, that's true. But then you sort of back, you came down from yeah, that. So, yeah. yeah. I did. Um, we need the Miles. heights lasted all the 20 seconds. <laughs> Miles definitely believes we're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I can hear his ears burning or smell his ears burning, <laughs> taste them, whatever. His ears are burning. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm not going to moan about anything. I've, I'm going to give you two things. Um, one is that sometimes little things happen and you think it's really small world and that was weird um, I went to the Tottenham game last no night before last with Henry and we jumped on the train Broxbourne to Northumberland Park just to for anyone who's interested in our route and sat down on the train a couple of sort of 18 19 year old lads sat next to us um, chatting away um, as as are we, it's only a 12, 15 minute journey, something like that. Get off the train, walk to the, the stadium. Like, had tickets, our tickets up right up in the gods. Um, we're going sat like literally second to back row of the whole thing, whole place. Um, got up at half time, realized that hadn't noticed weirdly, but next to us were the two lads that were sat next to on the train. Six, 60,000 people in the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And we sit with the same people that were sit, sat on the, the train to get there. How weird's that? That is, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it's like a needle in a haystack, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, the, uh, the the other thing was, friend of the show, I say friend of the show, what I really mean is enemy of the show, Nate Oro, who's been on a couple of times to talk about the Colts when we've played them, when we used to do that stuff. Um, Nate is... Yeah, as a as a Colts fan, so we we can't be be too nice about him. But he did a really good thing this week, and he went on ITV the for 
the TV station in the in the national TV station in the UK for anyone in America listening. In fact, for anyone in America listening, this probably isn't on your radar, but we've had a a huge scandal with the post office in in the UK for well, we have been going on for sort of 15, 20 years. It's essentially there was some faulty flawed software that post offices were using and the software was telling people that their their tills didn't add up and rather than fix the software for years and years and years they have been prosecuting postmasters and postmistresses for allegedly having stolen money or force either forcing them to pay it back or prosecuting them sending them to prison uh, people have literally killed themselves and and this has been uncovered slow, far too slowly over recent years, and the the balances are, are being redressed, and they've been being dealt with. A a TV drama was shown in this country a couple of months ago about this, which has got the government's attention. It shouldn't need that to get the government's attention, but yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other that's a whole other, for me. Yeah, don't no, don't, definitely don't have time for that. But um, yeah, cut a long story short, Nate used to work for the software company providing junior IT support. This is going back 10 years. Um, and he, no, nobody had, who'd worked for them, had spoken out at all in this this whole time. And he went on television and it ended up being the main story on the News at 10 um, about how, yeah, essentially how he, how kind of how helpless he felt trying to help these people and how the the company weren't, supporting him they weren't supporting them and just letting this scandal go on far longer than it should so that gained gained a bit of a bit of a following um it was you they could describe him as a whistleblower but i, I mean i don't think he was telling anybody anything that they didn't suspect or or know anyway um but it must have been incredibly brave for him to do that he's unlikely to listen to this um, so I'm going to say you did an absolutely fa- fantastic job, mate, and I'm proud of you. Um, and yeah, you're going to say that because he's not listening to this. exactly right, exactly right. Don't don't say that to his face um, because just he's, in case he's saying, not just in case he supports the Indianapolis Colts. Come yeah, on, exactly. You know? Just in, just in case he's he's not listening to this. <laughs> you, Nate. That's more like yeah, fair play to him. Honestly. Fair play to him. Honestly, it's uh, I, I 100% agree with you. I think it's an incredibly brave thing to do because you don't know what that reaction is going to be, especially as something that's been a hot topic in this country for the last six, seven weeks. Um, so yeah, fair play to him. Eddie, yeah, still, Eddie, still, still Nate, but fair play to him. <laughs> yeah, anyone listening in this country will know what we're talking about with the post office scandal. But if you're if you're in America and you yeah you don't know about it. Yeah, Google it. It's unbelievable the stuff that the stuff that's been going on. It, innocent people with their their lives ruined, and you, know, you can't ever make up for that. But yeah, please, we we have to try, and the you know, we, eventually it's kind of happening. And there's a guy called Alan Bates who's been a, oh, an absolute hero who's been leading this stuff on on their behalf. Um, so yeah, have a have a look at that. But yeah, kudos to Nate. Um, kudos to the Tennessee Titans organization for hiring lots of brilliant people in our opinion. So we're, we're excited about what's to come and tighten the absolute up. Tighten up.